This is the Risky Mix podcast, where we speak with those people changing the mix in the insurance industry. Sharing their personal journeys, their inspirational stories, and answering the questions we all want answered. You're listening to Raj and Katie. We really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Today, we're excited to welcome back uh, Claire Corazon, the founder of Beyond, uh, whose mission is to help leaders on their transformation journey. Uh, We spoke to Claire a couple of weeks ago where she talked about her amazing and very interesting career history, and she mentioned um, a couple of topics that we really wanted to get a little bit further into. Um, So we've invited her back to talk a little bit about neuroscience and leadership and how that has played into her career. Thank you so much for coming back to visit us and speak to us again, Claire. Amazing. Thanks, Raj and Katie. It's a pleasure to be back here again. Fantastic. So you mentioned um, quite a lot in the previous podcast about the importance of the human element of transformation, and yeah. particularly how that's important with the pace of transformation with technology mm. these days. What inspired that interest? Gosh, you know... I guess we go back a few, a few, uh, a few years to when I was a uh, good few years to when I was a teenager, and it kind of all started when I was around fifteen years old. When um, uh, my my mum and dad separated, and I sort of went through a bit of a why is this happening, and you know, and um, really wanted to find answers for things in mm. life, and. Um, from that moment onwards, I started being curious about why we do the things that we do and, and started to have a real fascination and interest in psychology. And, uh, and through my studies in neuroscience, I now know why that was happening at age 15, because the front part of our brain, where our forehead is, just behind there, is the prefrontal cortex. And it's the, most, it's the, the, the part of our brain that makes us human. And, uh, and around age 14, 15, that's when the prefrontal cortex starts to develop and it starts enabling us to be able to think and observe time, space, reflect uh, and sort of go deeper in terms of our understanding of the world. So mm-hmm. what was happening for me around age 15 was obviously a lot of change happening in, in home life, but also my kind of the brain was developing in a way that sort of made me more aware of all of this stuff. So, yeah, I mean, ever since then, I've always been fascinated by why we do the things that we do and sort of understanding myself, but also understanding and observing others. And I think it's a really important uh, bit of knowledge to have, especially in the business world when there is, you know, there isn't always enough of that. I think it's a really interesting link between yeah business and, and that human side of technology and the human side. So, so yeah, like you say, you see, do you find those skills and that psychology understanding very useful day in, day out yeah, with, with clients? Or? Absolutely, Katie. I think the more that we understand about ourselves and uh, more aware we are of ourselves and our behaviour and our thought patterns, etc., the more that we're able to have empathy and understand others. And, um, yeah, I think in doing that, that means that you're able to have better relationships Mm. with people because you're able to communicate better. You're able to understand the impact of your own uh, actions and behaviours on others. And, um, yeah, that can only serve to be to create better relationships. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And 
It's 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 funny because we talk about business and technology and then the human element, but business and technology wouldn't exist without the human element. Yes. So what is it what is it that we forget about or lose sight of when we you know, are making business decisions or dealing with change and transformation or, or you know, developing technologies? What is it that we miss out on mm-hmm. on that what is that human side that we sort of lose sight of? Yeah, I think um so Business's purpose is to grow, and there are certain measures that tell us whether a business is successful or not. And you know, very often that isn't necessarily related to people. However, the people part is one of the most important parts because without people, we don't have business. So I, I see the world through those three lenses: people, business, and technology, because they all fit together and they all interrelate together. I think when it comes to transformation, um, you know, there can be a lot of fear and anxiety, as I mentioned on the last podcast, you know, when, when we feel uncomfortable as human beings, we we either want to kind of retreat away from that or, you know, a lot of feelings can arise around um, and change the sort of biochemistry and the physiology in us. So, for example... If I'm feeling a bit of stress and anxiety and fear because I feel like I don't know enough about a particular subject area around tech, for example, you know, what will start happening in my biochemistry is uh, cortisol, the stress hormone, will start to rise. My heart rate will start to increase. Um, You know, the prefrontal cortex part of my brain, which is the the front part where the forehead is just behind there, will shut down. And my primeval part of the brain, which is the brain stem right at the back of the the head, will kick into overdrive. Um, And what that means is that um, it can really hamper our ability to make decisions because... Mm prefrontal cortex is about creative thinking problem solving joining the dots you know all those Mm. things that make us Mm. human and when that is um deactivated because of stress and fear and anxiety it can very often mean that it hampers our ability to make sound judgments because we're coming from a place of fear rather than a place of being relaxed and able to harness you know all of that inner wisdom within our within our minds that uh, that can that can uh, enable us and so what's important around all of that I think being aware that this is what's happening yeah. is the first step you know I never really understood what was happening in in my mind and in my body hmm. uh, until I studied the neuroscience part around how the biochemistry actually impacts and as a leader that becomes even more um important in many ways because you're making decisions every single day yeah and if you layer on top of that you know um being 24 7 always on because we're attached to our technology the pace of having to make decisions the pace of change you know having to learn constantly operating in an, in an environment that is completely uncertain you know and all of this stuff makes for a really um challenging working environment mm. and and when we have all the other stuff going on top of that in terms of you know gosh I feel like I don't know enough and I got to make some really punchy decisions that are going to cost xyz for the business um it can yeah it can uh, it can um, awareness around all of this stuff can really help yeah I can p- completely see that because I suppose if you're if you are aware that 
I don't know, one thing that we, a lot of our guests talk about and that we talk about is imposter syndrome. And if yeah. if you kind of know you're suffering with that, you can at least try to take that step to whether you move towards that challenge or, you know, to actually overcome it rather yeah. than just leading with that monkey brain or whatever, you yeah. know, to, to run away with it. Um, yeah. Have there been any scenarios in your kind of life, Claire, where you've actually clocked yourself and you've thought, that's what that is, yeah. and I'm going to change my behaviour. Oh, my gosh, yeah. When I went off for maternity leave about five and a half years ago now, I, um, I, I experienced some really challenging stuff, actually. You meant to mention imposter syndrome. I think this is probably uh, the, the biggest example of it for me at the time. So I left feeling like I was a master of my art. Yeah. 15 years in my career, you know, smashing it out of the park. I was still running around at like seven, eight months pregnant, um, feeling like I could conquer the world still. Um, and then I, I took six months off and I remember coming back into work uh, leading as a leader within the business and um, thinking, oh my God, I feel like an apprentice. Like, where has all this knowledge and wisdom and, like, amazingness gone? And um, and it was such a challenge for me. And I, you know, you cannot underestimate how having a lack of confidence about your ability, which I did at the time, just has an impact on everything mm. that you do. And um, I remember a few months in, um, and obviously a whole bunch of that is because the fact that you know your body is trying to readjust itself hormones are all over the place and as I mentioned about biochemistry you know that has an impact on our cognitive functioning and our ability uh, to think clearly also lack of sleep from from having a newborn Mm, yeah uh, also impairs uh, cognitive functioning as well and it takes about nine months to get back to some sort of level of normality and I remember my boss at the time saying to me uh, a couple of months back from maternity leave say Claire uh, I'd really like you to do a, uh, a presentation on retail trends to um, one of our uh, clients who are the most progressive retail brands out there in terms of tech. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, okay. Uh, I was, as you can imagine, absolutely terrified because mm-hmm. I thought, gosh, I've got to sit in, t- in a room full of leaders uh, global leaders in technology for one of the p- most progressive retail um, organizations on the planet and uh, talk to them about technology trends in retail. I'm like, who am I to do this? <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. And uh, so began a journey of uh, researching, talking to people, gathering information, creating an amazing presentation mm-hmm. um, on lots of different things and and uh, lots of different insights as well around tech. And uh, I stepped into that room, owned it. I owned that big moment and it went really, really well. And uh, they ended up becoming one of our long-term clients, which was fantastic. But the, the key thing is, in with regards to that, was... Yeah stepping out of my comfort zone and moving towards that really uncomfortable feeling of mm. imposter syndrome and mm. thinking, God, I'm like, ah, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I don't know if I can do that. But actually the best thing for me to do and for anyone to do, I would say, is move towards that. Because only when you step out of your comfort zone, which is where the magic happens in life, but also 
when you're brave, that is the antidote to imposter syndrome. And it doesn't feel like it at the time, but it is absolutely the best thing that you can do. Because yeah. I came out of there and I was like, yes, I did yeah. it. Now what's next? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, so began the kind of, I guess, my the bug that I have for, you know, sharing my knowledge yeah. <laughs> to empower yeah. others and obviously done lots of speaking engagements and things like that ever since. And obviously, you know, you, you and that's one way of rebuilding the confidence when you come back from yeah. maternity leave. And that that's not to say that that would suit everyone, but that was just my way of kind of getting through that really challenging time of um confidence and belief and uh yeah and making it through the other side and and um for those mothers that are out there i I don't know if you feel the same but when i felt that um success in terms of stepping into that uncomfortable space and coming out the other side my god does that give you a fire in your belly like no other and you're like yes (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to do this and I can do it. And it just, yeah, it gives you that momentum and that yeah. belief and that energy to drive forward. And I think that was part of what enabled me to set up my own business. Yeah. That absolute core in me, you know, not giving up and just, yeah. That's so yeah. great. I mean, it's so interesting because we spoke um, recently to Jodie Cartwright, who's the uh, managing director of Coverly um, yeah. in InsureTech. And, um, she said something very similar actually she said if i'm not thinking um what am i doing yeah then i'm not pushing myself hard enough oh yeah you know um that means that you know i'm challenging myself and pushing myself out of my comfort zone and every time you do it once and you get the next thing you get the next thing you just build that confidence yeah um so yeah no that's really really great advice but it takes it takes Mm. such bravery i think to be able to take that first step particularly like that example is that's a big example, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's not like, oh, yeah. you know, um, yeah. you know, go up on a, a high ropes course or something. That's like, you know, I mean, it's different for every person, but, yeah. you know, it's that's great. Yeah. I, I like uh, bravery is the antidote to imposter syndrome. I like that. Yeah. I need to, yeah, take that on board, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, and do you, um, another thing that comes out uh, on other kind of podcasts is that's, often we see that women are less confident um, mm. in their in their careers. And, and I guess, you know, having that maternity leave might be uh, one of the reasons why. Yeah. As part of your coaching, do you, you coach men and women, presumably? I mean, yeah. do you see, what do you see? Do you, do yeah. you see that women are a little bit lower confidence? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's, and it, and it's belief as well. Right. At the very core, it's do I believe I yes. can do this? Yeah. Um, and I think the more risk adverse we are, the more likely we are to act from a place of caution, which means that we are less likely to take the brave steps and prove to ourselves that we can yeah. do it, which sort of, I don't want to generalise, but, you know, women tend to be more like that um, than men so it's sort of a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy isn't it yeah you know Mm. if we if we don't take those steps then we just tell ourselves actually I'm not very good anyway and then that just reinforces the fact that those negative thought patterns in our head and it's kind of a confirmation bias you know we're looking Mm. the brain automatically is looking for ways to confirm what we're saying is actually true 
whether yes. it's true or not. Yes. Um, yeah, and there's some really interesting studies around behavioural science, around sort of negativity bias and confirmation bias and and, um, and and why and how the brain works and the subconscious works in terms of, you know, most of us are on autopilot throughout our, you know, daily lives and um, the brain works in phenomenal ways. And one of the things that's really important is for us to have goals and the reason that it's important to have goals is because that sort of move us forward and help us progress. But not only that, it's because from a, um, from a neuroscience perspective, when we set an intention in terms of, right, I want to achieve this, and, um, we're, and we sort of commit that we're going to do that, there's a thing that's called the, re- the reticular activating system within the brain that automatically, once we've made that sort of commitment, will look for ways to help us to achieve that goal so an example of this is if you decide that you want to buy a red car for example Mm -hmm. you know you've made that commitment and you you you've got that in your mind and you might not have even bought the car yet but everywhere on the road you start seeing red cars Mm -hmm. that is the subconscious way Mm -hmm. of sort of like moving you towards the goal that (laughs) interesting (laughs) right yeah yeah. so it's really important that we you know set ourselves those goals that will help us move in the direction that we want to but also the brain is going to help us do that so it's it's you know be careful what you wish for i guess is what they say isn't it is that is that similar to the law of attraction manifestation thing is is that kind of the same yeah absolutely yeah it's what we're thinking isn't it and therefore our thoughts will naturally sort of we'll look for ways to confirm what we're thinking which is the confirmation bias and um yeah, so choose good thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> be my advice. Mm. Yeah, or take control of those other ones that are really unhelpful, and uh, yeah, and reframe them so that you're going down a path that is the most helpful. Yeah. So as a coach, um, when you've got somebody who's in a position of you know lacking in self confidence or suffering from imposter syndrome, yeah. and obviously, I mean, ultimately, the change needs or the desire to change needs to come from that person because yes. you need to make the decision to step outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. How you know, as a coach or or as a friend or a relative or a loved yeah. one, how can you help people who are suffering from a lack of self confidence or, or negative thinking or whatever yeah. that is? help them help themselves get themselves out of that situation yeah so one of the things that's that's really helpful when you're not in that situation yourself is to help people see the reality of what is actually going on Mm. very often in our minds we will create stories around things we will view the world through a kind of almost quite distorted lens sometimes because of our beliefs Mm. our values our conditioning what we believe to be true you know our past history you know a whole bunch of complex and fascinating stuff that makes us unique um and and so very often when we're when we're in a situation and we might be experiencing imposter syndrome or you know all of this other stuff it's really helpful when you speak to a coach for them to help you see what the reality of that situation actually is yeah. and challenge and ask the questions that actually help you to see things a bit differently to what you are currently seeing and feeling with them. Because you can get really bogged down into feeling and emotion and some really helpful stuff that takes you down a path that is you know, not going not gonna to be very helpful. And, and just being able to have the mirror 
um, you know, put to you and be challenged around some of those thought processes is really helpful because it, it gets gives you some perspective. Yeah. And then from that perspective, you can go, well, actually, what's the worst that can happen in this situation? Yeah. yeah. Actually, the worst that can happen is well, they don't like me or whatever it is actually is, you know, but if I don't do that because yeah. I'm feeling fear and I feel like I'm not good enough. Like actually, what's the what's the worst that can happen there? Well, I missed the blooming opportunity. Yes. Yeah, you know, and I'm gonna and be annoyed with myself way more than if I, you know, if someone dislikes me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's having that perspective, and sometimes you know, enabling you to get out of your own head and uh, and see things from a realistic perspective because we can just get drawn into um, a thought process that is definitely very unhelpful yeah and yeah. For, for any kind of listeners in who who don't have a coach but mm. are thinking kind of what they can do for themselves to yeah. know, shift their mindset is there, are there any resources you'd recommend yeah yeah so um a really helpful resource around all of this is um mindfulness yeah. and uh and the reason that i believe that that's really helpful is when we get stuck in our heads, actually taking a moment to stop and be present rather than shooting off in the future or living in the past in mm. our thought patterns can be really helpful as a kind of like hijack of that, you know, thought process or the situation that's actually happening for us to just be, you know, in the present moment. And so, I mean, the Calm app is amazing for... Uh, <laughs> we both use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. It's an amazing resource. It's got some, you know, some brilliant things on there which, which help you to sort of tr- retrain your brain in ways that are more helpful and uh, take control of those things that are less helpful. And I think sometimes it's um, persevering, isn't it? Because I think... Mm. I know that I have some friends who just would never engage in kind of mindfulness or meditation and despite what people say, but actually you persevere with it. Yeah. And there are subtle changes that you just, it's not kind of really stark, but you do start to see changes, small ones over time. And it's very impressive how it all happens. Yeah. Also, in terms of the brain, it's a really, really important way of helping us have an optimum brain. So... when I did my neuroscience study earlier last year, one of the things that we did in class was put on a um, a Muse headset, which uh, measured the brain waves in terms of oh. over a three minute period. And it was really interesting to see most of us throughout our daily lives are in beta brainwave mode, which is the fast kind of doing, 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 you know, it's the kind of uh, I'm on a mission to get stuff done and you yeah. know it's, it's that kind of like brainwave but when um when we stop when we practice mindfulness we enter into alpha brainwave state and sometimes theta and that's where we're able to really harness our um prefrontal cortex which is the problem solving creative part of our brain mm-hmm. and actually tap into the inner wisdom in us uh, that enables us to join the dots and find the answers to those problems that you know we've been thinking about and actually often um, not only mindfulness but exercise is another way of uh, yeah. tapping into that sort of cl- mental clarity Gosh, yeah. which uh, which is fantastic and and um, and I think 
in a world where there's a lot of noise and a lot of distraction, you know, with products that are digital products that are addictive, you know, we're all addicted to our phones. And, you know, to actually give yourself the mental time and space to have a bit of clarity and to have a bit of thinking and freedom from all of that noise yeah. is magic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can't recommend that enough whether that's through exercise or other things to and it's it helps with an optimum functioning brain yeah because we're able to when we're in a relaxed more relaxed state we're able to you know function on all aspects of our brain not just the you know the primal ones which are driven by emotion and safety and you know trying to stop us from doing anything yeah. that's mildly uh you know, risky. It's so it's so funny you say this because um, <laughs> so my husband and I work together, and every so mm. often we'll come up against a challenge, and you know we'll be at home and and we'll be talking about it for hours and trying to just why can't we come up with a solution to this? Why is this not working? Mm. And then we decide, oh, forget about it. Let's go for a run or let's yeah. go for a walk. And then by the end of the run or walk, even if it's twenty minutes, we'll have solved yeah. what that problem is, and, yeah. and we'll both be thinking. Okay, that was really simple. But it's it's so staggering, yeah. actually, that yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's what you're saying. I suppose you're accessing a different part of the brain, yeah, not absolutely. the kind of panic act yeah. bit, yeah. which isn't yeah. the optimum brain, as you put it. Um, yeah. yeah, very interesting. I mean, where do we have the most ideas? So mm. very often it could be in the shower. Right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Because so true. there's no phone, there's no music, yeah. there's no distraction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. You know, you're just sort of on autopilot, yeah. kind of do what you need to do. And yeah, and so the brain starts problem solving, which is what it naturally will do. And uh, yeah. yeah, so the more that we can give ourselves a time and space, the more problem there, solving we can do. There is, um, sorry, there is one, <laughs> there is a, a bit, isn't there, around this guilt around not being productive. And so I think yeah. that acts as a deterrent to switch mm-hmm. off from your laptop and your phone and maybe the radio and stuff because you maybe yeah. feel that you're not going to be as productive yeah. if you're not sat at your computer yeah. but yeah. in reality actually if you do and that there shouldn't be any guilt about putting stuff down because you'll probably get more work done yeah. in terms of problem solving yeah because yeah. i mean you need you you need to recover right yeah like, being Very productive so. is that as much about that recovery and that totally. maintenance that yeah. self-maintenance that as it is about actually getting getting stuff done yes yes you know, so completely yeah. which is something that i've had Still, I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah. And um, athletes do exactly the same thing. Yeah. You know, you have mm. to be able to recover from high intensity periods of training, which are, you know, put a lot of stress stress on the body and the mind. And and that recovery piece is so important. Yeah. yeah. In terms of allowing your body to naturally kind of repair itself. And, yeah. And we yeah we don't do that for no. our minds, and it's so important. It is. It is. Yeah. So, Claire, I have one more question for you before we close up. Okay. So, if Claire today could look back and speak to 18-year-old Claire... Oh, my goodness. What <laughs> advice would would uh, would she give? Wow. Gosh. I would say dream bigger and be braver. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. I, I guess like when that. you're 18, it's all very daunting, isn't it? But I yeah. guess in hindsight, yeah, yeah. I like that answer. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you, Claire, for Thanks. coming back on the podcast and giving us more Amazing. of your time. That was really interesting and beneficial, I think, for mm-hmm. both Raj and Absolutely. I as well from a personal perspective. So thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, 
any other time we can have you on we can obviously have you on <laughs> that's amazing thank All you right. so much thanks cheers, Claire Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to get in touch, you can do so via our Twitter account, at Risky Mix. We'd love to hear your thoughts and questions. And if you know any inspirational women in the industry who you think would be great for the Risky Mix podcast, get in touch. See you next week.